Hello and welcome back to the Cast 61 podcast. Uh, I am Elliot Royce and today with me, it's a bit of a different one. We don't have live today. We have uh, brought back head of media-ish. How you doing, Ish? I'm not too bad myself. Decent. So it's uh, me and Ish today and we are going to have a little, a little rundown of what's been going on lately in the world of motorsport and of Salford Racing. Let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. Okay. Come on then. Yes. Uh, so I miss uh, head of media. So understandably, um, we, we've had uh, some more developments come on with the uh, sim racing. With the sim racing, yes. Yeah, do you want to tell me a bit about um, that? What's going on there? I'm assuming, as far as I can remember, since the last time I was on the podcast, we've done the first round of the sim racing. Mm. Um, the field is much more competitive this year. There's um, a lot of new teams that have joined right at the sharp end of the grid. So, um, for example, last year at the final, we were kind of in that top four. It was uh, Glasgow who won it, Southampton, Bolton. Glasgow, I hate I, Someone us. told me Glasgow got a podcast. Have they got a podcast? That's what Ours is a better podcast, though, Surely, sure. surely. They to, might get more listeners because everyone's like, because they, they've won it a few times, but just because just they've won it doesn't make their podcast better. Um, I hope we did ours first. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Right, yeah, um, go on. But yeah, so last year we were kind of fighting right up in that top four and this year you were fighting up in that top four mr sim racing I was at the bottom. Uh, johnny was fighting in the top johnny four, was fighting and then the i was four. like picking up the pieces to try and just like get points basically mm. where did you get points have you I got did, points well the year? end of last year but did you get how did you do in this one personally this one mm. uh well see, as i said it's a much more competitive field so there's more teams than last year and frustratingly from my point of view I was a, l- a little bit of a pace gap to the very front runners at the end of last year, but that resulted in pretty much every round I got a P5 in my race. Oh, okay. So I got yeah P5 in the first race that I did, which was halfway through the year. Got like a and how many people is that out? Not five, is it? It's not out. Of five. No, it's out of twenty. Oh, okay, okay. Like a full full race. Yeah, of P5. like quick guys. I'll tell you that. Um, second race I did, I struggled a bit, and I got spun around by someone from Oxford. Um, didn't manage to recover. Came P11. Um, third race I did. Started second. Uh, dropped back at the start. Spun out. And then still managed to recover to fifth. Because of that, that pace gap. I was in this no man's land. Like I was faster than the slow people. Who won that then? Uh, oh, probably Glasgow. Well, who was on pole? So you are qualified Johnny? Uh, with Johnny did Johnny would do the first race and I would do the second oh, race. Oh, okay. So you yeah, have, yeah. there's two races. Two, two, you need two, two race, drivers. Two races then, of 20. Yeah. So it's 40. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I would get top fives last year, basically. Mm. Uh, this year, in that gap between me and the fastest people, there's a load of new people who've joined and are in that gap. So now I'm kind of Dropping treading water, basically, back, yeah. to try and be where I was. So it's not as... Then what are you doing here? Why aren't you practicing? Come on. That's probably I what do jo- need to be some practice. It's probably what Johnny's out there doing now. He's probably, oh, he's probably Johnny, Johnny doesn't right practice. Now. I don't understand. Johnny doesn't practice at all. No, no, no. So... Um, is he just a natural driving god? Yes. Yes. Fundamentally, yes. There was definitely one round last year where Johnny didn't go on it at all. Uh, the practice service closed at midnight the night before the race. He went on at 11 p.m. Did one hour of practice. Did an hour of practice. And he was like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good here. Um, and then when it came to qualifying, um, he was like, he messaged me. He's like, oh, the track conditions have changed a little bit. Use this setup. And I was like, okay. And then he did his qualifying session, put it on pole. <laughs> I did my qualifying session. I was like, 
PA struggling because oh. this this track I just didn't quite yeah, get. PA out of twenties, it's not bad. It's yeah, not bad it's going not bad. at all. Um, like if you're in a Williams in F1 and you grab you grab the PA, you know, it's, people are going to talk about it. It's good. It's not we, bad. It's it's enough that because Johnny managed to win his race easily. It's enough that we walked away with a decent amount of points from that weekend. And then for the finale as well, uh, Johnny was working on the real car, uh, so he was just like, "Can you just record a lap of all the tracks?" for the finale and send it to me and I'll watch it. And that's how he was going to learn the track. So he didn't drive So he didn't even of, drive. He didn't drive any of the car, the finale, car track combinations uh, for the Williams finale. Uh, Williams, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't drive any of them beforehand. He'd watched the video of my lap and then learned it. So he did two races. He did one around How did Hungary you do the lap though? Did you do it any good? Or you well, over, decent, decent just enough. oversteering everywhere? Well, one of them was this Audi TT, so it was super understeery. Yeah. It's an Audi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I sent Johnny that. So he, he started 11th for the Audi race. Well, the, if and like if learned the track well, on his wing. Because sometimes you've got, well, well, isn't in the latest picture like a Formula 2 car or something? Uh, the round 2 it is going to be a Formula Ford car. Formula Ford. Right. What, 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 was, uh, that, what was that picture? Was Formula I saw? 3. Oh, it's Formula 3. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, look, uh, Formula 2, Formula 3. Yeah, so it's a different car every round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you got a lot of aero on there. And then when you switch to a road car like an Audi TT or understeery. Yeah. Like crazy, you've got a lot of it's, all the cars handle completely differently, and all the tracks are completely different. Which oh, so yeah. I still don't understand how Johnny can do it, he just well, turns well, it's, it's, up it's no practice, natural skill, I guess. Yeah, well, the, just... the second round Johnny did in the finale was this pouring wet race around Lime Rock Park in a radical, mm. and everyone was talking about how that was the one they were worried about that was going to be really hard. And he'd not practiced it once, he'd watched an onboard lap from me, and then he just got in the car and like just got through the front, took the lead, and then. Disappeared. Like, and won it by like twenty five seconds. Drake and Johnny was the stick. Who he could have been. I think he's only twenty six, so he might have been about five when Top Gear first came out. Yeah, he could have been the baby stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Top Gear, whenever it comes back, uh, if they're looking for a new stick, I'm sure they give Johnny a ring. It'd yeah, be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so what was? We got onto yeah sim racing this year more competitive. I'm struggling a little bit. Johnny managed to get P3 in his race. Hey, I didn't. Hey. <laughs> I didn't make it into because there's more teams this year. There's about 60 teams yeah. compared to the end of last year where there was only about 25 teams turning up to all the rounds because everyone was busy with exams and working on the. 25 teams car. and there's two cars each. Yeah, so 25 teams, 50 drivers, roughly. Um, but so I I didn't make it into the top server. Have you got like a pre-qualifying or something? They do. Or is it, or is they it, do. Or is so it just ranked? Qualifying is decided what race you go in. So I qualified, I believe, twenty third overall out of sixty for for the second race. It's not bad. If uh, it, it was is. fifty or sixty, I think. So yeah. I qualified twenty third overall, above average, you know. which meant that I started third on the middle server rather than twentieth on the top server. But I managed to win my race, so it was like. A bit of an easier competition. The the everyone I was against were close to my skill level, uh, so it, it was a bit like I've won this, but I, I didn't win the proper race. But we it came away with yeah, good you points. Still, you still won something, you know. Yeah. You'll be you'll be pretty happy about that. I'd I was be, decently happy because I was like I'd be ecstatic if I just won something, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to win one of the proper races, like the, the top race, because that's the one you want to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... Yeah, but, uh, uh, but yeah, we walked away with good points um, because of that. We came with P4, which considering how competitive the field is this year, I think that's pretty good. And we can, P, that, we can build on that's that. That's our team. That's yeah. like a good that's starting a sol- point. Sol- Glasgow that won it last year, P4. they had a pretty poor race. And they, they're like 16th in the standings or something. So we're fourth in the standings. We're fourth in the standings at the Beautiful. moment. Yeah. 
So that's good. Yeah, exactly. So so that's who who won it the first round? Um who who well who who won your race? My race. Yeah. I won my race. Yeah, you won your race. The my, first one. The first oh no, the first race. The yeah, the one with the no no the, the one the, Johnny race. The, yeah. the ones we've just done. How many different races were there in total? So last weekend it was like two weeks ago now actually. Um there was two races, but like four races, if that makes sense. Because there's like the first race of the night, the second race of the night, and then each race there's the lower tiers. Right, okay. Yeah, um, okay, so there's there's two there's two tiers. There's two races, so everyone does two races. Everyone does two. Every team does two races. But then if your team isn't fast enough to get into the top tier, you go in the So you were on the tier. you were in the lower one. I was, it was the they called it the middle tier, but there wasn't enough people for a bottom tier. There was only about forty people that turned but, up for but, my race. But you won. I did win. Got twenty five points. Um, well done, Kane. <laughs> a- absolute But yeah, I think the uh, University of Vigo did really well. They were very Where? fast. I'm, I couldn't tell you where that is exactly. Vigo? Vigo. I'm assuming it's in Spain somewhere. Vigo? Yeah, there's very international oh, this Spanish. year. They had someone, they had people in Hong Kong doing driving and they were typing in the Discord. They were like, oh yeah, it's 5 a.m. for me. Got an exam in the oh morning. Oh my God, And at that dedication. point, this was, this was like 9.30 p.m. 8, 9, 9 p.m. And we'd started the event at about 6 p.m. So about three hours earlier. So this guy's so had no been sleep. Up from like... 2 a.m. till 5 a.m. doing racing, and he said he had an exam in the morning. That is ridiculous. Why on earth would you do that? Why he, w- Was he any good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't recognize his name. I didn't, I didn't race against him directly, so I guess we're not sure. We'll see. Yeah. What else have we got on the, uh, uh, the sulfur racing front? Other updates. So I could give you a little bit of an update about how the car, this year's car, is progressing. Take the space. Um... I've heard from the chassis team. Chassis is very close to getting done. Fantastic. Um, this will be like their second or third iteration because they were quite far down the road with one iteration and then they came up with some problems. So they've had to do a few iterations, but that's it fine because they're, they're nearly done and then they can go to the competition with all of their designs and justify what they've done. And that'll be worth a good amount of points. Yeah. Um, chassis is looking very close to being done. So we're going to start ordering in the material. Fantastic. Uh, the engine. I'll get putting that together soon. We've had a bit of trouble with the engine recently because we, um, it worked before summer. We've put some upgrades in it, and now it doesn't work. So we've got a tuner coming down tomorrow. Run it on tuner like a fish tuner. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, tuner's yeah, yeah. just gonna come. Oh yeah, a like little, little, little bit of salmon. He's mm-hmm. gonna flop through the door. Um, yeah, come come into G eight. Blop blop blop. Yeah, hop in yeah, the car and it will be fixed. Gonna tune the car, so hopefully with the some car, tuna. Car yeah. will work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tuna once, salmon are actually huge, I swear. Tuna, yeah. Like a actual tuna. Tu- you, uh, real tunas, I'm pretty sure, are like this. Have big. you ever been to salmon? Are only like, no, I don't no, do fishing. Either. I don't have a slightest clue. <laughs> I, actually, I tried to go fishing watched, once um, with my cousin in a little pond, but it was like November, and there was no hope. Not even done that. I used to watch that River Monsters program though on the telly. Never heard of it. Not gonna lie. You've not. No. River Monsters is that yeah, like a... Jeremy Wade. Have you not seen it? You've no. probably seen the No Context Wade on TikTok. Maybe I don't know. I don't. They, people take clips. I don't from, go on TikTok People anymore, take so clips from River Monsters, where he's talking about a big fish that he's caught, and they put a little caption on it to change the context. <laughs> so he's like, in the nightclub, he's like, "These waters, there could be any sort of <laughs> fish in these waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Find that well, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Got No Context Hearn on Twitter. That's good. That's what Eddie oh, yeah. Eddie Hearn the uh, those TikTok. Um, but yeah. Um, Basically, looking good for the next few weeks. Should be getting on track. 
Uh, once the engine's working, we can test the old car. That'll be a good day. Um, Media day. Oh, yeah. Can actually uh, get the, the, the whole team involved, which will be exactly. nice. Get, get everyone down. That'll be a good day because the car's not been properly driven anywhere yet. So when, when it works, and it will work, um, testing it, driving the car, that will be a good day. Where are we doing that? Most likely book out three sisters for the whole day. I don't know how much. I think it's like a grand or 1500 um, something like that. But we can book out a little go-kart track for the whole day and just drive around as much as we want. It's either that or a car park and just lay some cones out. But as that's another logistical side, so we'll have to get... Well, yeah, so we'll see about getting all, sort of all permission and that's use of yeah, car park. Exactly, and exactly. I don't know how health and safety things go if you need a fire engine or something nearby. I don't got a clue. Anyways... In different news, Formula One was at Las Vegas this weekend. It will probably be two weeks. Is it? Is it Abu Dhabi this weekend? Abu Dhabi. So the end of the year is in about three days. So it is, yeah. Yeah. So by yeah, the time so this goes out, by the time out, this goes out, it'll F1 be done. Will have finished. F1 would have would have been done. But Abu Dhabi, uh, not Abu Dhabi, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Were you up at six o'clock in the morning? I was. It? I was indeed. It was it was a challenge to stay up. Although then it became not so much of a challenge because there was some good because racing. It was, good. Yeah. it was actually there was me and Liv were here last week with Ben just absolutely slagging <laughs> it off, thinking it's going to be terrible and it's a massive showbiz thing. The show was terrible. It was cringy and it was so Americanized. I don't but, mind and a little the track bit of looks like an upside down can, pig, kind of and it's like it. an indie car. But the interesting thing I thought of though is after that is how good the race was. The two best races this season, would you say Las Vegas could be second behind Singapore? I would. You could argue Las Vegas was better than Singapore because it had actual overtakes, whereas the thing that made Singapore good was the chance of the overtake. So there is an argument there, but for me, those two are definitely the top two. Well, yeah, exactly. Those two are the top two, and those are the two tracks that I think would most likely fit on the IndyCar calendar. You know what? Now that you've mentioned you know, that, you know what I'm saying? Is, yeah. that, is, that, is that Singapore and Las Vegas are probably the most sort of IndyCar, maybe as well as Baku, are probably the yeah. most sort of IndyCar-style tracks, and those are the two that we've had the best. So are these new generation of F1 cars basically an IndyCar? It, 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 seems to, it seems to work the same way as an IndyCar, as in the best races, the best racing is on these tight-packed street circuits. Not Monaco, though. But that's Monaco. That's we can, Monaco, we can go it? into I that think, as a whole other thing. But you know what I'm saying there? I do see what you're saying. I think it's possible that it's a coincidence. Not necessarily, because the thing, the thing that made Singapore good was that, uh, for whatever reason, the Red Bull wasn't competitive there, and that allowed everybody else to be closer. Uh, but I do see what you're saying. It's it's definitely there's like a a link there. Well, yeah, no, it shakes it more up. You, you didn't know who was going to win the Singapore Grand Prix the whole way through, but especially towards the end when the Mercedes were really catching up, you had no idea who was going to win it. And again, even though it was just Verstappen winning the Vegas Grand Prix, it didn't feel like Verstappen was going to win it the whole time. I didn't think so, at least. Yeah, I mean, after he got his penalty, I kind of thought, right, that's it, he's going to disappear, and then he didn't. And then mm. he kind of dropped back to like eighth or lower, ninth or something. Lower top ten, yeah. And then he just and then he came back through. But yeah, I know. The, the, and and the actual sort of spectacle as well. Just like watching the the, the, the night races are always beautiful, oh, yeah. especially on a street track as well. Um, and I, I, I it, it, it it was certainly a spectacle racing around Las Vegas. And the track actually is proven. It might not be the most exciting track on paper or the most exciting to drive on when you're actually on the sim or something. 
But actually, in terms of Formula One racing in 2023, in this modern generation of cars, something really clicked there. Yeah. But definitely. will it click every year? You never know. Well, that's, yeah, I think the combination Was, was there of some drama with the tyres and the temperatures the and temperature everything? Because obviously we saw that with Lando. It, yeah. Lando just spanked it into the wall after three It matches. did. It did drop it. Um, yeah, I think the combination of long straights with not as many corners in between does lend itself to this new generation of car. Mm. When you look at a circuit um, like Singapore, uh, obviously that was still a good race, but there wasn't racing. Well, there they were wasn't saying, as much racing there because yeah. there's lots of corners in between the straights and then that just separates out the cars. Whereas at Las Vegas, it was kind of like you'll have a long straight and then you'll have a little corner and then it's another straight. So that allows the cars to stay closer together. I think that does promote good racing. Yeah, absolutely. Singapore as well. I remember after Singapore, they put, um, drivers were saying it's harder than Monaco, you know, because of the temperatures and that in Singapore. Yeah. Um, Singapore's kind of the opposite of Las Vegas in terms of temperature, I guess, as well. Yeah. It's one of the hottest races of the year, whereas Las Vegas is the coldest race of the year. Yeah, exactly. But somehow they so both, but two completely ends of the different yeah. ends of the spectrum. I guess it shows that the extremes are better if everything's like in the middle where they're expecting it to be it's fine but does that back up my point from earlier though that that it's the indie car kind of style thing that's just that's just the template but then baku was i can't even remember what happened in the baku race yeah i'm not gonna lie i couldn't tell you what happened in a lot of races this year didn't checo did checo win it this year though in baku he might have done i think he did that was that feels like a long time it does feel like a long time ago i know that max has won all but two of them yeah. Throw three, three. Everyone was saying he was like the street race king, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did win that. But Check yeah. I just don't have any nothing memorable happened that weekend that I can think of. No, I, I, I don't particularly remember it. But the other the other two though is basically what I'm saying. That yeah. been... Did Leclerc pole it in Baku? Yeah, I feel like he might have done. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. I'm not entirely sure. He seems to pole it in a lot of places. The man that's pole to P two. He's probably got a good pole to P two conversion. I, 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 I'm so I swear he's at like the last twelve pole positions he's got. He hasn't converted to a win or something. Yeah. I do feel like that that does say more about um, his qualifying performance. Like he's good at qualifying rather than he's not good at the race. Yeah, he's good over one lap because that shows. Just... I think it shows that he can take a car that's maybe not in contention into contention. No, you can't say that because you see check, uh, Charles. Not Charles, um, Carlos. Oh yeah, Carlos is the only driver other than the Red Bulls to win. Yeah, but I mean, relative to the race, he can. He's. I feel like that stat says more about how much he's able to extract pace from a car that doesn't have as much ultimate ultimate pace as a car like the Red Bull. I think it says more about how good he is rather is that, than. Could there be sandbagging there? Could you see sandbagging from other teams? I think Red Bull definitely optimised their car for the races this year. They identified that very early on. Yeah, absolutely. As, as hence the races why, are important. And then that's qualifying. more. That more seems why Leclerc and Ferrari managed to pick up more pole positions. And yeah, things like that. Yeah, Red Bull definitely aren't as strong on a Saturday as they are on a Sunday. Didn't Lewis Hamilton was Lewis Hamilton on pole this year? He was, wasn't in he? Hungary. In Hungary. Yeah, that God, was. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Watched that from the garage in Silverstone. <laughs> oh, incredible. What, all of you? Just uh, only little the rest of the engineers were like working on the car, making it work. The rest of the engineers, like you're a top engineer yourself. I wasn't an engineer. I was I was just there taking pictures, so I got to watch the qualifying. A little paparazzi. Yeah. But now we're going to get some more engineers on here to talk about Silverstone, get that different perspective, different perspective from it. But yeah. you, yourself, from, uh, from, from Silverstone. 
Anything else? Yeah. Yeah. What else happened in Silverstone? While we're on the subject, that was almost a good segue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, watched qualifying from the garage. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I said last time, because I think I did mention a few s- stories from last time, but not everything, because mm. there was a lot of things that happened. Uh, where to start? Um, do you want to give me a day? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll give you Thursday. How how does how does it look when you first arrive? So we arrived, I want to say on Wednesday night, uh, and then Thursday was the first full day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Wednesday night, unpacking the van. Thursday. Do you have a barbecue on Wednesday night? We had a barbecue every night. Every night. <laughs> who 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 was the chef? Did they give anyone food poisoning? No food poisoning from a uh, chef head of Aero Ben. Oh, head of Aero Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize for that, but no one saw it. It was only you guys. That yeah. was just... Head, ben isn't the head of Aero. Ben is the head of business. Ben is head of business. And, yeah, and also... as it was, said, it was said on the episode last week, and it was corrected online, it was a small little blunder. Okay? Ben, head of business, mighty on the grill. Ma- yeah, mighty on the grill. All right. I look forward to Ben... Oh yeah, I, I look forward. On I, I look. I look forward to your barbecuing, Ben. I yeah. Well, there was only barbecue, so uh, by Thursday, Friday, it was like, what's what's what we're we gonna eat? Oh, it's another burger. It's another sausage bun. Do you know what I mean? There was that was kind of all there was. But was that all you had the whole weekend? Was barbecue food? Some pot noodles. Some pot noodles. Yeah. And well, bar- barbecue sausages. That was something that last year we didn't plan as well. It was kind of. Um, got to the Monday of the week and it's like oh yeah someone needs to get some food whereas this year we're gonna plan that all a lot further in advance make sure everyone feels included I, I, I can cook a whole meal you can cook a whole all meal all my cheese here so you catering we need to get a new barbecue as well we can probably throw it in the old chassis you can what yeah throw the barbecue in the old chassis we need to get a new one why, why would you throw it in the old chassis that's cool isn't it front of the chassis fridge back of the chassis barbecue or the other way around and then you bring your chassis in the van and everyone's like Where's your barbecue? And we're like, it's in the chassis, isn't it? The old chassis? Yeah. We'll you have know, a new chassis by Silverstone. Yeah, no, you'll have a new chassis by Silverstone, but then where does the car go? If, car. You, if you're taking the whole, the, the new car, where does the new car go if, if the whole of the space is being taken up by a fridge, the old chassis? No, if you bring in the barbecue. fridge anyway, have you seen how big our fridge is? Yeah. Yeah, that's about the same size as a chassis, isn't it? It's ginormous. I can't believe you guys took that last year. Like, yeah, like, uh, full fridge on the campsite. Uh, like, we just came to the studio thing, basically. Uh, we, we, we were in G88, and uh, the massive fridge, and they just tell me that they took the whole fridge, like a family-sized fridge, to Silverstone, just picked it up from the, from the thingy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and took it we down to the, the gazebo, campsite. So it was under the gazebo for when it rained. That's, that's insane. Now, you're in, the, you're in the same campsite as the... Uh, one of the Silverstone ones or something. Oh, yeah. Which was it called? It was like Wood something. Um, Woodcut. Just near Cops. It's Woodcut, the corner's called. The, sure. well, that's the f- it was the one closest to Cops Corner, basically. I'm sure it's called But it was cut. still a good 10-minute walk in. Ben will tell me, won't he? I don't know. I don't know. The name of the campsite. Uh, yeah, that one. I didn't wow. hear what he said. It was too quiet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whittlebury Park. Whittlebury Park. Whittlebury Park. And it's actually part of the... Okay, well, it's, we'll it see was it a next year. It was kind of on a hill, so I'd, luckily we weren't too far down the hill. Um, I'd, so I'd there was d- no rolling. Ideally, we'd get a little, little podcast episode filmed at Silverstone. Ooh. Yeah. Like at the campsite. Yeah. Just have some microphones here. I like the idea of that. Just we'll, sit we'll, down. Uh, make a note of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why That's why I need to come. 
yeah. if I'm obviously, not obviously you'll come. If I'm not a Silverstone, I might cry. You will definitely cry if you're not a Silverstone. Might be a very very uh, right. Where were we, were we still talking about Las Vegas before that, or I th- did I think, we move on? I think we've wrapped that up pretty much. Gone. Las Vegas was good. One final note, I want to say um, something that I noticed over the weekend. One of the cameras, it was on one of the hotels, I think, going up to the l- not the last corner, the basically the last corner where Charles overtook uh, Sergio on the last lap. Mm. There was like a high up one where they'd kind of follow the car going down the sound the cars made from the high up it sounded like a fighter jet and i know people complain about the sound of these cars but in that shot it would like it sounded good they sounded good that was just a little observation that i, I made what you're referring to i'll find a clip and send it to you afterwards but the sound was nice observation i made and right about that race as well was the 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 the, the track uh not the track the uh the the bridge um, have you heard about that? The bridge, the public bridge that people were accessing. Um, and then they put up loads of screens around it, like, yeah. so that people, so that common people, um, common scum, cannot sit there and look over and watch the race for free without investing thousands of money into the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Um, so no common scum could watch the race. They put up these screens. Then people protested, pulled the screens down, and then they go and put loads of different gates and things up so the screens cannot go down for health and safety purposes. It's a capitalist scandal, essentially. They just want... They, they, no common scum can watch the Las Vegas Grand Prix, the pinnacle of motorsport. No. You have to get screens up, gates up. No one's watching it. Unless you're there, you, you you can't. You live in Vegas, can't access it. No, 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 no. You 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 can't access like the, the, these streets. You've got to um, you've you just got to watch watch it on your telly. You can't go anywhere near it. Put some yeah, screens I think, up, um, common people. With the bridges, uh, at first glance, that might seem a bit what's it called anti-consumer. But every racetrack I've been to, the bridges are full floor to ceiling walled off. You can't look at the racetrack. So I believe. There's a sort. There's a safety reason for not having views visible from bridges for it's like not capacity. That, every, it, every racetrack I've been to, though, like Alton Park, Silverstone, they all don't have it on bridges. So not bridges, like to the side of the track, definitely. But I think on the bridges themselves, um, that's a safety thing. But yeah, I definitely think they could have allowed it a bit more. Because if you yeah, look this, at somewhere, this, if you look at somewhere like Baku. This bridge wasn't even on the, the track. Is what I'm saying. It was. It was going off to a runoff area. It wasn't actually over the track. It wasn't, okay. Okay. Yeah, it but I, d- I definitely agree there was too much of that going on. Because yeah. if you look at somewhere like Baku, behind the concrete barrier with the catch fence, you can just stand there and watch. And it should be like that. Because they're going to make a lot of money anyway. I think they did end up reducing the ticket prices by then because not enough people bought them. So I think if they can definitely like find the balance for next year, because it was a good race, mm. and they can, if they charge less than they were asking for last year, but I think people will be more willing to go now that it was a good race. There's a sweet spot there, but they just need to not come off like greedy because that will just put people off. If they come off like they want people to have a good time, people will be more likely to to go. Absolutely. You can have a proper good time as well at, at the race. I've had many a good time in, in Spa. Spa's a great time. It's oh, like yeah. a whole festival. I would there. love to go to Spa. Spa is beautiful. Uh, it's honestly, yeah. I mean, I've gone off on about Spa enough here, but... Um, yeah, there's there's not anything. I wonder where com- Elliot's favorite racetrack is. I, I wonder which one it is. I don't know. I, I don't actually know if I'd call it Spa to be oh, honest. It's not. Okay. No. Um. I I really want to go to Monaco. I I do love racing. Have Monaco you ever been to Monaco? Games. 
I never went to Monaco at all. My dad went in 96. It was a hell of a race as well. Oh, yeah. If you're going to go to one. one. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He went in 96. 96 is the one to go for. I know. Although although it was pissing it down rain, so we actually barely got to see any of it. You had to sit and watch half of it in a bar. That's why it was good, though, because of the rain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He had to watch uh, half of it in a bar. I yeah. wonder if it was the same bar that that, that, that Kimi Raikkonen collapsed at the Stig's feet. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been to Monaco in real life a few times, not for the race, just in summer. Um, it is nice. Bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fa- fancy trip to Monaco today. Yeah, it's incredibly busy, yeah. especially in the summer. You can't get anywhere. So I've we've, I've driven. I've not driven. I've been. We went in the car on the track, and it was like traffic. It's like it took probably 10, 15 minutes to get from like the casino square down to Raskas, just going through the traffic. Christ. Uh, but yeah, I would love to go to the race there as well. Because I've heard there's a few general admission places where you can watch that aren't too pricey. Yeah. Uh, and that's no, that'd be great. Formula, Formula E as well as in Monaco as well. So that could be, uh, that could be yeah, a show. Formula E is a good one because the racing in Monaco for Formula E is arguably better than in F1 and it'll be much cheaper, so... Yeah, but just put the cars are smaller. Yeah. Yeah, so got they they just need to it. make the F1 cars smaller. Exactly. I don't know why bit bigger means, but bigger does, bigger does not mean better in cars at all, as we know with SUVs. Bigger yeah, does not mean the better. only reason they're big at the moment is if it's a bigger car, it's got more room for wings. Yeah, so, I know. So it's faster on most yeah, of the tracks. Yeah, but the whole the whole thing is about these new cars, it's all about the tray, it's all about the underbody, the yeah. floor. Well, if you've got a longer car, you've got a longer tunnel which makes yeah but then if you've got a smaller car suck. you've also got less weight which is going to mean less drag yeah. and so generally with the older cars that was the fastest way to make the car but the rules for these newer cars mean that the fastest way to make a car is to make it big so they, that's something that they need to look at for the future regulations is just encourage the car to be smaller like add benefits to the regulations of making the smaller car so they they definitely need to look at that because i did see some like preliminary 2026 car rules um, I don't know if you saw that. There was like a render of a new rules car, and it looks slightly smaller. Slightly smaller, than which the is better than nothing. It's, a, it's the same wing regulation. It needs to be like significantly row. smaller. I did see the front wing looked a bit narrower, a bit close to you know like the two thousand and eight wings. That, you think they've got a smaller, smaller wheelbase? Uh, they were saying it was going to be slightly narrower, slightly smaller wheelbase, different front wing. That's all I saw. Okay, so basically it's just going to be a slightly scaled down version with these new engines. Yeah. I just really want to see them add in some sustainable fuels and things. Yeah. and just oh, definitely. And just, they um, need and to instead of in getting soon. all turbo and electric components, just have some sustainable fuels and whack in a V10 or something. Yeah, you know? well, I think even in general it will be more sustainable to not have the battery. So if once they get these sustainable fuels, they can have a normal engine, bin off all the hybrid stuff, light a car, and then it takes less energy to move the car. So then that's even more efficient. Mm. So you're not carrying around a big heavy battery. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, they. Um, I think the sustainable fuels are coming very soon from what I've heard. But the that won't make a huge environmental difference with the cars itself because the actual cars only make up 1% of the entire carbon footprint. It's more the transport that makes up the biggest part. So you need the sustainable fuel in all the planes and boats that are shipping the parts around the world. But the, it needs to start somewhere. And if you the thing you see is the cars, that will kind of push everybody to, and then it'll trickle down. The sustainable fuel will trickle down to everything else. Yeah, 
I mean, we just got to see. It's just a matter of time, really. We hope hope that that, that can be something that they can oh, yeah. fix. They're, they're, from what I can tell, they're on it. So. Well, yeah, exactly. They're, they've been they've been talking about net zero twenty thirty for the last yeah, ten years. That's creeping not up on ten them, years, isn't it? like three or four years. I know exactly. <laughs> it's it creeping is. up. It's almost going to be it's gonna halfway be. through. I think it was like eighteen or nineteen where they announced Jeez, that. So. It's, it's ridiculous at this point. We went into twenty four, like halfway there. Mm. Anyways, yes, moving on. Um, so obviously, we know how I feel about SUVs yes. and there's some controversy it's around that. It's a very there. well-known opinion. Yeah, people of people agree, people don't agree. I couldn't care less, to be honest. It's what I think. Not all SUVs, so the people that drive them, some of the people that drive them, I'm not doing it properly. But anyways, that's my controversial opinion. We know about that. We've heard about that before. Ish, tell me yours. What is your most controversial opinion in motoring I've, in the I've modern day as a man a who's now got his license I do I did pass my and he's about to get a car Lovely as well go on yep. tell, you tell us about the car as well yeah well I'm going to hopefully get a car I don't want to say too much you don't uh, say too much well, just what in if, case what if someone's listening and they swoop in and buy the car I want I can't be having that well I don't know this probably isn't going to go out for another week so you've got time to buy it <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just say I want something nice that's all I'll say okay okay something nice um, and potentially Japanese Oh, yeah, potentially. Yes. Uh, All right. But your most controversial, controversial opinion, car opinion. I probably have quite a few controversial opinions, but mm. I'm going to start with something that's very controversial. Ooh. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool. okay. Cool. I think we need more cyclists. Yes. Where? In Manchester? In, in general, general. More people need to cycle. Everywhere, so we need more cyclists they, they, on the road. They make it work in the Netherlands, and I admire the Netherlands as a country. Holland yes. is a fantastically in order place, and uh, you know, yeah. Um, if everybody cycles everywhere, basically, my reasoning is, um, you get all these people. They drive to work in their car, which is fair enough. There's a lot of reasons you might want to do that, but a car takes up a lot of space on the road. Yeah, absolutely, and it emits things into the environment. So things. if, the, if it's, you got one person. Yeah. In right. a, an SUV-sized car, for example, mm. that takes up a lot of space. Whereas if they got on a bike, cycled to work, or cycle wherever they're going, there's less cars on the road, which is better for people like us who actually enjoy cars. Yeah. So that's something that I think. I think so you're telling ev sh everyone who's not into cars has to get a bike. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Right, but then so, to so go so on with we, that, you need how, how you need better cycling infrastructure. Yeah, of course, exactly. So, like, the cycle lanes are kind of there, but they're a bit half-assed, I think. And so you need cyclists to need to learn the rules of the better. road. Oh my yes. god, the amount of times I've been crossing a road and nearly been hit by a cyclist, man. Yeah, well, I think car car users because need the, to appreciate because the thing, the thing he goes red. Yeah, but cyclists think the red lights don't apply. If you're yes. driving, I think on, whoever, on both sides, whoever is on the road. Follow the, the highway code. Yes. Everyone. So you Most get, you get a don't. lot of cyclists who um, just zip about wherever they want. The electric uh, the electric bicycles they, are the yes. worst. Yeah. I mean, they, they are fantastic. They, they look like just, a hell of a lot of fun to ride, but, but they're not enforced enough, you know. People are not riding them properly. Yeah. In general, if everybody is better, it's better. <laughs> you get cyclists follow the rules more, and if other car users on the road like appreciate cyclists also have a right to be on the road and give them space and if everybody treats everybody nicely and everybody follows the rules it'll work yeah um and the infrastructure needs to be there as well like if you have proper cycling like i went to the netherlands once i've only been once but the cycling infrastructure there was so much better than it is, this is in this country saying, like we yeah. went from a little town outside the main city all the way in and there was a cycle lane alongside the road like separated by a little floaty island thing 
all the way to the city and then in the city there's cycle lanes everywhere and it's just it's so much easier to ride a bike there i want to try that because there is from fallow field to the uh to the center of manchester up to like oxford road there is a cycle path on the side of the road which goes the whole way down yeah oxford road is a good example i might where, just try that um i've walked down there a few times there's like the separate cycle lane it, all it's, the way it's, down. it's like that the whole way down to fallow yeah, it, it's like that for a solid couple of miles. It's it's good. So if, if, if you have that in the rest of it, in 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 all big cities, give it a try. I yeah. I see <laughs> I see loads of people cycling on it all the time as yeah. well. Delivery drivers and everything. I think that's fantastic. That loads of delivery drivers are on bikes because that is good for the carbon emissions and yeah. I think the amount the, of starting and stopping yeah. is what people are. It's what people want. The best Enviro, environmentalists, as they're known. Yeah, the best thing to do to make cars better and it nicer to use a car. It's for there to be less cars. There's too many cars, so you need to do the th- do whatever can be done to make there be less cars. And I do think cars cars are becoming a hell of a lot cheaper again, though, which is great because if I remember, like yeah. a year, a secondhand year and cars a half, are going back down in value. That's what I'm saying. Like a year and a half ago, like the cheapest secondhand car, like any old uh, banger, would could cost you fifteen hundred quid. Now you're starting to be able to get some some app, some some road legal, but some some very questionable pieces of machinery for about 300 pounds again which is that's, which is which is which is which is the sweet spot for a challenge car you know oh, yeah. which is um uh, and, and for a bit of a fun car you know if you if you've got a car you can buy a car which has got a couple of months of MOT left on it but it's full it's falling to pieces it's got loads of problems with it but it's still got the couple of months MOT you know it's going to fail the next MOT rag the shit out of it for two months You've got a hell of a, you know, a bit yeah. of fun there for a couple of months oh, yeah. for three hundred pounds, um, but it obviously depends what you get because you probably just end up with like a, uh, what did I, uh, I, uh, uh, probably uh, be like a three hundred pound uh, Lupo, Lupo, yeah, oh, yeah. Lupo. So I don't know if you'd really want to drive a Lupo particularly. Uh, Lupos aren't too bad. Better than like a Fiesta, of course, or something. Yeah, to be fair, I don't know. Yeah. It's quite so boring. That's... It's quite a Nan's hatchback. It's like a Honda Jazz. I wouldn't touch a Honda Jazz. I just feel like it's too. I some so Honda Jazzes aren't that bad. They car. make like a kind of almost sporty one. Yeah. Where it doesn't. It's not fast, but it's got a little bit of like a little lip. It's just. It's, They're yeah, not but, too bad. But, yeah, but just the all, shape of them. It's yeah, a bit tall. Is, yeah, exactly. It's, a bit tall it's, and it's, it's all on like trim level. Yeah, and that's just how I see like a an old person's car. Yeah, like. definitely the Jazz is a bit of an old person's car, but you could still have a bit of fun with one, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's one of my controversial car opinions. Do you have another one? We know your opinion on SUVs, but I want to see if you've got another controversial car opinion. If I've got another controversial car opinion, I mean, I've not really... Um, uh, I mean, no, not as such. You I don't, don't. Your no, only controversial the... car opinion is that nobody should drive an SUV. Well, not yeah. nobody. I know what you mean. You're going to have to... Some people should drive an SUV if you live like on a field, but ninety nine percent of people. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, it's just SUVs are being unnecessarily used, and they're just taking up ridiculous amounts of space. There's these fake hybrids and things, and everyone thinks they need a massive car, which takes up so much space, particularly in a city. And you live down a quiet country road. Well, not country road. You live down a you live down a side road, um, as I do, which is always just full of cars. And there's, uh, I mean, it's not really too much of a problem when you're walking it, but it's just kind of like, come on, guys. Not everyone needs an SUV, and well, you know when I'm. Yeah, I, I I use a lot of public transport, so. Yeah, public transport should be better as well, I think. Yeah, I mean you could always say that. I I feel the public transport to Fallowfield is is fantastic around the Uni of Manchester kind of thing, but towards the Salford end, like, like towards Salford, you've got nothing. You've got like one or two buses. That, yeah, that, that I run. do think um, similar to what I was saying about the cyclists. Um, 
public transport should be used more and that's not the fault of the people because basically everyone's going to make the best decision for them so the government should step in and i think i wouldn't be at that opposed to increasing taxes on cars and fuel to make it more expensive mm. to own a car and then using the money you get from that to subsidize public transport to make it better and to make it cheaper or potentially free so you're kind of forcing the decision there so if you make it more expensive to use a car and the public transport's really nice and it's free, there's an easy decision. Rather than saying you can't use your car here, you make people not want to use their car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than adding more tax and things because people will still use their cars because it's the best. If it becomes so simple and the smartest financial decision, then you're just going to end up with, you know, everyone will take public transport, the roads will be far less congested, and it leaves a space for people who are passionate about cars. Exactly. So with this, all these car tax, petrol tax, you guys... But again, stuff. it's time as well, because I could I could drive from here to home, um, or get a lift if you like, get a, get, a, get a taxi, as I don't have a car with me. Um, you know, it could take 20, 25 minutes, depending on traffic, half an hour on a bad day. On the bus, it's always an hour or more. You know, it, it yeah. makes it make it is a far. You know, if if I had a car with me, the safest option would always be to drive. It's so much quicker. Public transport is just so much faffing about though, and there's always people that, that you mm. know. It's tough. I. You know that that's a political kind of thing. Is yeah. how, how to get people into public but transport. I think because you've got all these ulysses and stuff, haven't you? Problem. So I think if that money instead of just making it worse to use a car and then not doing anything about the public transport, you make it so people have to pay more to use a car and then use that money to make public transport better. Don't like, tax cars more. That's just ridiculous. Why would you tax cars more? You know, there's enough tax on petrol and diesel and things. I, know, I, I mean, like, if, to be if, if, with the ULEZs, if you generate revenue from cars via tax or ULEZ or all these things... And just tax, the, just tax, anything. just tax new cars. Yeah, but I just, I mean, like, if you were to generate the revenue, because they're already generating. Because a lot of the carbon lot emissions of are cars. cars being created. A lot of the carbon yeah. emissions are, are new cars being created. Why not? Why don't Put we an just increase tax on new cars? You're yeah, saying, yeah, an increase tax on new cars. Exactly. So you, yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't be opposed and to that. I, yeah. And I think as well, a lot recently, the newer, newer, newer models and everything. Like I say, it's all becoming SUVs and these wannabe SUVs. Yeah, just tax them more. Definitely, you know, definitely. Because because it's clear it's clear that a lot of the general public don't really care too much about what they drive anymore. Oh yeah, shame. But it's just the way it goes. It is the way it goes. Um, so just tax. If people want to buy a new car, just add some more tax on it. You know. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, fundamentally, what I'm saying is, you can if you're going to have all these taxes and ulises on cars, make public transport a more appealing option so that people aren't if it makes them harder for them to use their car, but then the alternative is public transport, which is much worse, that's going to make everybody annoyed. Whereas if you make it harder for them to use their car and then make the public transport really nice and a really appealing option, no one's going to be that, not as annoyed, because it's like, well, uh, I, the car's quite expensive now, but I could get this free bus that takes 10 minutes and is really nice. And There's a free this. bus in Manchester, but it only goes very central and very touristy locations yeah it's not very local friendly you know yeah i, mean? I do think fundamentally like, public transport in this country could be a lot better because if you look at germany for example i think they recently announced something where you could get public transport anywhere 
in Germany for a whole year for nine pounds. Nine pounds? Yeah. So, like what, to, so you to could, London. You could travel from Munich to Dusseldorf for nine quid. As far as I, it was For only, as many times as you want. I believe it was only for residents. But yes. So well, yeah, but if you were a German, you could, you could go for them. from, you know, yeah. one side to the other. From what I can tell, yeah. So it's like unlimited travel within Germany for nine pounds. For Berlin the, to like, Warsaw. I think it was like nine euros. For nine euros. I think Warsaw's in Poland. I know. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like Manchester to London, you could just jump on that train. Oh, or or the, the Manchester, Manchester to London train, which costs at least 50 pounds. Exactly. So I think there's so many ways that the public transport could be better. And I personally wouldn't be opposed to increasing taxes and that on cars to fund that. I like the cap they've got, though, on the bus tickets where it's £2 oh, yeah. every time because it was getting ridiculous. Like, I remember, like, a year ago, you having to pay, like, £2.50 for a single and everything. But now it's capped at, like, £2, and, you know, some of the buses are, like, £1.80. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's better than nothing. Yeah. But I still think they could do more. Oh, absolutely. But And like, again, for me, personally, I wouldn't be opposed to cars being more expensive because it would be worth it for me to pay more for a car and there'd be less cars on the road. Yeah. So that's that's like a win-win because you get public transport and you get less cars on the road and you have to pay slightly more for your car. But if you're passionate enough about cars, then that's not a problem. So what you're saying, like, there needs to be like one car per household? Not necessarily like that. May- potentially you could have like a... That's another thing. But I'm not, I'm not going to specify revenue, like different taxes they could do. I, I think they could make it more expensive to own a car and then use the revenue generated from that to make public transport much nicer, much more routes much faster and potentially free or very cheap like it is in germany and then that would be better for everybody it's like a win for everybody Mm. but then you're saying less cars on the road i mean you know people people like like i said there's obviously that that speedy thing if they can sort out the public transport thing where it is quicker and actually a a safe economic economical choice then why not but i know but but you know people there are, although it's a niche, there are still people that love cars like you and I, you know. Yeah. There are people that are going to want to cherish a car and, and will just, you know, they they might not necessarily need a car in their day-to-day life, but they want the car as a toy. Yeah. And what you're saying, that continues, but... Yeah, so I'm saying if you make it more expensive, but then give the other people a nice option so that they can then choose instead of the car. Like, if they don't need a car, they just need to get to work easily then they can do that with the public transport that's good. Whereas if you want a car because you like a car, the emotion of the object, you want to drive it and you want to enjoy it, you can still do that. And then it, that experience is nicer because there's less cars on the road because everyone's either cycling or getting the bus. That's, that's one of my opinions. I do feel like that is quite controversial, but mm. I feel like in that situation, it's a win for everybody because the people that like cars, the roads are emptier, they can enjoy their cars properly and everybody gets nicer public transport. To get to work and everything. Cool. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. I get what you're saying. It's uh, it, it's a um, in in a city it definitely works. In works, a city, it works a yeah. lot better. But again, what a what what it's it's a whole controversial thing. Like my 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 hometown, Colchester, has just become a city, and they're trying to convert whoop, whoop. things into. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a whoop whoop necessarily. Oh. <laughs> no um, whoop whoop. <laughs> but it could be a there is potential there. There's definitely potential if money gets invested into the city. But they're just adding more retail parks. I don't like retail parks, man. So I think that pretty much does that then. Um, but before we wrap up for today's episode, Ish, I am gonna give you 
A Formula One quiz. Okay. And today's Formula One quiz is the BBC Sport One on Fernando Alonso. Okay. It's I'll a, try my best. It's a few months old, but this is this is what we're going for today. So we have five questions and we'll see okay. how you do. So, first question. Are you ready? I am ready. Begin with. Yeah. The first question. In which year did Fernando Alonso make his Formula One debut? 2001. That is indeed correct. It is. Ooh. In which year did Fernando Alonso win the first of his Formula One titles? 2005. Correct. Lovely, lovely. And where did Fernando Alonso win his last Grand Prix? We're going the track here. The track? Mm. So you want me to say the name of the track? Yes. So I would, I would say... The circuit to Barcelona, Catalonia, or was it Valencia? No, it was Barcelona. Was it, not? Was it Valencia? Hockenheim. What? Hockenheim, 2013. Oh, no, it wasn't even Hockenheim, no, was it? No, it was Spain. It wasn't Spain. It definitely wasn't Spain. It was Spain. Spain. Google it right now. It was Spain. Nah, it was Germany, 2013. I think that was at the Nürburgring, though. Google it. Google it right now. I know it was Spain. It could have been like a Valencia or a Barcelona, but I'm, I'm 99% sure his last win was in Spain in 2013. It is Barcelona. It is Barcelona. Yeah. So I was right and the quiz you, was wrong. You were right. The, yeah. Can you, can you play the uh, correct sound effect, please? Thank you very much. After <laughs> some research, we, we find he's <laughs> correct. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, it's, uh, it's all wrong then. I thought it was... I thought it was it just Clearly it, the BBC is not a it, reputable it, source. It's just Germany. I thought it was Germany 2013, but apparently not. <laughs> Anyways, which race did Alonso win... In 2018 and 2019. This is not in Formula One. Oh. But what did Yeah, you... good, uh, good one there, because I had to think about it. Yeah, he won Le Mans. He did. Le Mans. He did indeed. And then the final question. Um, which of motorsports triple crown is Fernando Alonso yet to win? Missing. He's missing the Indy 500. He is indeed. Ish with five out of five, five on the Fernando five. Alonso quiz. And, and even though I had one of them wrong myself. <laughs> and who would have thought I only started watching in 2018? <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. I'm just a sponge for knowledge. If someone tells me something once, it, it just stays. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at the world champions. <laughs> we got little five out of five for Ish. Fantastic. Give me harder questions next time. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I probably will. This is just the first quiz I found. Okay. You were just too good at it, apparently. I'm too so good. it's not necessarily the questions weren't hard. You were just too good. I'm t yeah, I have insane wheel knowledge. Yeah, and on that, I think it's uh, time to end. It is. Right. Um, been, it actually went on a lot longer than I thought, but uh, you've been a fantastic substitute for Ish. Uh, uh, you've, been a fantastic, you've, been, you, you've been a fantastic substitute for Liv this week, Ish. Oh, thank you, so really. thank you very much for joining me in the studio this week. And uh, we will be back next week with Liv um, and another guest, I'm sure. But uh, if you've stuck with us this whole time, thank you very much for listening to the Car 61 podcast. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Goodbye.